I'm glad you made it. Mm, settle in. Have a bumpy night. You can uh, feel free to slip under the covers. Or maybe come sit on my lap. Have a bedtime story for you. My intention is to make you come hard. And all you need to do is lay back. Get comfortable. And let my words penetrate deep. Let them fill you up. And take you over. I'm lying here. Naked. Hairy chest. And uh, I've got my big hardback out. Must be about eight inches, and it's a uh, pretty thick. It's a real page turner. Tonight I'm gonna be uh, reading from Outlander, but you can feel free to hit me up with anything that you'd like to hear. It could be something real, maybe something you want to make happen. Maybe it's your uh, dirtiest. Secret fantasy. I think those are the best, yeah. So you can reach me at uh, hornydevilpod at gmail.com. It's hornydevilpod at gmail.com. Okay. If you're quite ready, then let's begin. Jamie let go of the hand he'd been holding and pulling an arm around me pulled my head gently down on his shoulder. It's all right, he said, softly stroking my hair. Are you tired, lass? Shall I leave you to sleep? I was tempted for a moment to say yes, but I felt that would have been both unfair and cowardly. I cleared my throat and sat up, shaking my head. No. I said, taking a deep breath. He smelled faintly of soap and wine. I'm all right. Tell me. Tell me what games you used to play when you were a boy. The room was furnished with a thick 12-hour candle. Rings of dark wax marking the hours. We talked through three of those rings, only letting go of each other's hand to pour wine or to get get up to visit the privy stool behind the curtain in the corner. Returning from one of these trips, Jamie yawned and stretched. It's awfully late, I said, getting up too. Maybe we should go to bed. All right, he said, rubbing the back of my neck. To bed or to sleep? He cocked a quizzical eyebrow and the corner of his mouth twitched. In truth, I had been feeling so uncomfortable with him, I had almost forgotten why we were there. His words, I suddenly felt a hollow panic. Well, I said faintly. Either way, you're no intending to sleep in your gown, are you? He said, in his usual practical manner. Well, no, I suppose not. In fact, during the rush of events, I'd not even thought about a sleeping garment, which I did not possess in any case. Jamie had nothing but the clothes he wore. He was plainly going to sleep in his shirt, or naked, a state of affairs which was likely to bring matters rapidly to a head. Well then, come here, 
and I'll help you with your laces and such. His hands did in fact tremble briefly as he began to undress me. He lost some of his self-consciousness, though in the struggle with the dozens of tiny hooks that attached the bodice. Ha, he said in triumph, as the last one came loose and we laughed together. Now let me do you, I said, deciding that there was no point in further delay. I reached up and unfastened his shirt, slid my hands inside and across his shoulders. I brought my palms slowly down across his chest, feeling the springy hair and the soft indentations around his nipples. He stood still, hardly breathing, and I knelt down to unbuckle the studded belt around his hips. If it must be some time, it may as well be now, I thought, and deliberately ran my hair up the length of his thighs, hard and lean under his kilt. Though by this time I knew perfectly well that most Scotsmen wore beneath their kilts nothing, and it was something of a shock to find. He lifted me to my feet then, and bent his head to kiss me. It went on a long while, and his hands roamed downwards, finding the fastening of my petticoat. It fell to the floor in a billow of starch flounces, leaving me in my gown. Where did you learn to kiss like that, I said, a little breathless. He grinned and pulled me close again. I said I was a virgin, not a monk, he said, kissing me again. If I find I need guidance, I'll ask. He pressed me, he pressed me firmly to him, and I could feel that he was more than ready to get on with the business at hand. With some surprise, I realised that I was ready too. In fact, whether it was the result of the late hour, the wine, or his attractiveness, a simple deprivation, I wanted him quite badly. I pulled the shirt loose at the waist and ran my hands up over his chest, circling his nipples with my thumb. They grew hard in the second and he crushed me against his chest. Oh, I said, struggling for breath. He let go, apologising. No, don't worry, kiss me again. He did, and this time slipping the straps of the gown over my shoulders. He drew back slightly, cupping my breast and rubbing my nipples as I had done his. I fumbled with the buckle that held his kilt. His fingers guided mine and the clasp sprang free. Suddenly, he lifted me in his arms and sat down on the bed, holding me on his lap. He spoke a little hoarsely. Tell me if I'm too rough, or tell me to stop altogether if you wish. Any time, until we are joined, I didn't think I can stop after that. In answer, I put my hands around his neck and pulled him down on top of me. I guided him to the slippery cleft between my legs. Holy God! said Jamie Fraser, who never took the name of the Lord in vain. Don't stop now, I said. Lying together afterwards, it seemed natural for him to cradle my head on his chest. We fitted well together, and most of our original constraint was gone, lost in shared excitement and the novelty of exploring each other. Was it like you thought it would be? I asked curiously. He chuckled making a deep rumble under my ear. Almost, I had thought, nay, never mind.
No, tell me. What did you think? Uh, I'm not going to tell you. You'll laugh at me. I promise not to laugh. You tell me. He caressed my hair, smoothing the curls from behind my ear. Oh, all right. I didn't realize that you did it face to face. I thought you must do it the back way, like we horses, you know. It was a struggle to keep my promise, but I didn't laugh. I know that sounds silly, he said defensively. It's just, well, you know, you get ideas in your head when you're young, and then somehow they just stick there. Mm, well, that was fun, but it's kind of over before it started, yeah. Maybe just a warm-up, but a foreplay. Still kind of short even for that. Uh, let's move on. Um, I'm thinking maybe something from 50 Shade of Grey. Do I approve? Um, so we've got Anastasia, who is a senior in college. On the very kinky and uh, rich Christian Grey, who is indoctrinating her into the world of SNM pleasure. Here's a, a little bit from page 78 of the first novel. Before I know it, He's got both my hands in his vice-like grip above my head and he's pinning me to the wall with his lips. His other hand grabs my hair and yanks down, bringing me face up and his lips are on mine. The tongue tentatively strokes his and joins his in a slow erotic dance. His erection is against my belly. Suddenly, he sits up and tugs my panties off and throws them on the floor. Pulling off his boxer briefs, his erection springs free. Holy cow. He kneels up and pulls a condom onto his considerable length. He leans down and he kisses me, his fingers still moving rhythmically inside me, his thumb circling and pressing. His other hand scoops my hair off my head and holds my head in place. His tongue mirrors the actions of his fingers, claiming me. My legs begin to stiffen as I push against his hand. He gentles his hand, so I'm brought back from the brink. I come instantly, again and again, falling apart beneath him, then I'm building again, I climax in you, calling out his name. Suddenly he grabs me, tipping me across his lap. With one smooth movement he angles his body so my torso is resting on the bed beside him. He throws his right leg over both mine and plants his left forearm on the small of my back, holding me down so I cannot move. He places his hand on my naked behind, softly fondling me, stroking around and around with his flat palm. And then his hand is no longer there anymore. 
and he hits me hard. At the touch of leather, I quiver and gasp. He walks around me again, trailing the crop around the middle of my body. On his second circuit, he suddenly flicks the crop and it hits me underneath my behind. The shock runs through me and it's the sweetest, strangest, hedonistic feeling. My body convulses at the sweet stinging bite. My nipples harden and elongate from the assault and I moan loudly, pulling on my leather cups. His breathing is ragged, matching mine. When did you start your period, Anastasia? He reaches between my legs and pulls on the blue string. What? And gently takes my tampon out and tosses it into the nearby toilet. Holy fuck. Sweet mother of... Jeez. And then he's inside me. Okay. Hopefully we've uh, all warmed up a little bit. I thought we'd uh, try something new. And some confessions. I found a few online. I thought I'll, uh, I'll read them out and see where it takes us. Um, I think uh, if we listen to this with a non-judgmental mind, uh, someone else's confession can become our fantasy. If you're ready, then let's begin. This was a few years ago now, but it still turns me on to talk about it. So I thought I'd share. My girlfriend at the time had turned 19 and was throwing a party for me and her college friends. Obviously, there was a fair, fair amount of booze and dancing. At one point, my girlfriend tries to discreetly drag me to the downstairs bathroom and starts blowing me. While she's sucking me, one of our friends walks in, gets a good look at what's happening and excuses herself. She was gorgeous. Beautiful ass and uh, an absolute killer for me. She wore glasses. Anyway, later on in the evening, my ex starts arguing with people, as she was known to do when she'd had a few. So I excused myself and went to the back garden for a smoke break. Her friend, let's call her Elle, followed me out, saying uh, she'd uh, seen us get blo- me getting blown in the bathroom. She tries to apologise. I told her I saw her and didn't mind. We keep talking and eventually I notice Elle is rubbing my thigh. So jokingly I say, hey, a little higher, which she did. At that point, I knew I had to have her. I grabbed her hand and took her behind my ex's shed. She was wearing this tiny skirt, a crop top and no bra. I started kissing her and grabbing her arse. While she's rubbing my cock through my jeans at first, but then she undid them and started giving me a hand job. I pulled her on top and started licking and sucking her nipples or running my fingers over her wet, bald pussy. Almost the instant I slid a finger inside her, she whispers in my ear, 
I want it. Fuck me now. So I tell her to turn around, pull her knickers down all the way and start fucking her from behind. Using one hand to switch between squeezing her tits and fingering her tight little arse and the other to cover her mouth so we don't get caught. After what felt like an eternity of the best sex I've ever had, I feel her tight pussy clamp even tighter around my cock and something dripping down my leg. She'd squirted on me. She pulled out, got on her knees and started blowing me until I came down her throat. We tidied ourselves up as best we could and went back to the party as if nothing had happened. Thankfully, everyone else was busy getting drunk, so nobody noticed we were gone for nearly an hour. He goes on to say that was the end of it, but a few weeks later, Elle sent me a video by email of her completely naked, fucking her pussy with her hand and a hairbrush, and saying my name. That got quite a lot of use on my part. My ex and I didn't last long after that, and I never got to fuck Elle again but definitely made me realise how much I enjoy having sex in public. I think there was a little more than having sex in public that got turned on there. This whole idea of um, fucking behind someone else's back while they're in, um, while they're in earshot. Um, one of the hottest... Uh, Boxing day experiences I ever had was um, with a, a group of, um, of uh, friends. Some of us were living together and uh, two of them were, were fucking. And at some point uh, we started the thing off too, me and this girl. And... Uh, what used to really turn her on was this idea that we could get caught at any moment. So while her and her guy were cuddled up on the couch, I'd send her very explicit text messages and uh, watch her sort of get horny and be rubbing herself up against this guy. Oh, it was me that was making her wet. Uh, so one boxing day we're all sitting around uh, the table having something to eat and I started fingering her under the table and he's sitting there you know chomping down on his uh, boxing day dinner having no idea that I'm making his girlfriend come under the table and that was pretty hot she also had a fantasy about getting fucked by her, her two um, stepbrothers. She used to tell me about a lot of her fantasies. And, uh, yeah, she liked to talk about that while we fucked. Okay, last confession. Um, this is one for the, the Zoom generation. Are we all come on Zoom yet? 
every time when those uh, cameras is off and the mic's muted, I always think someone's having a bit of fun behind that black screen. And then someone who um, is in these really high-level, high-power meetings, and uh, one of their favourite things to do is to get told uh, to touch themselves while they're uh, while they're in these meetings. It's a big turn up. Anyway, I digress. This confession is called Zoom presentation almost goes wrong. Honestly, with Zoom classes, I don't usually wear pants. I'll have a skirt on with nothing under it so I can just flip it up or down if I get paranoid when the camera's on. I even have one of those stick-on camera blocker things that I close when I have to stand up just in case. Unless I'm just wearing... Today, I was just wearing this baggy hoodie I have. But today, I had to give a five to seven minute presentation for a project that is camera on, where we share our screen and do like a PowerPoint. I was already edged as fuck, so my super smart brain rubbed all three of my brain cells together figured out to do this presentation while fucking myself. Because I can definitely do that and not totally fuck up. You know, it was sarcasm. So when I was waiting for my turn to give the presentation, fuck, I was paying attention to other people's stuff. Because I was already, I wasn't paying attention, sorry, to other people's stuff. Because I was already going to town on myself. Pretty slow and gentle, because I didn't want to lose my shit. I had my camera right on my face so you couldn't see my hips or anything. Just my face, thank God. And right away I fucked up. I was so into it and not paying attention that when I was told it was my turn, I kind of freaked out. When I pulled my toy out, I dropped it under the desk and it was not quiet. Slap. I was dead. Literally. Buddy me. It still hurts thinking about it. Fuck. I really flush easily and that makes it even more embarrassing. I'm pretty sure nobody noticed, but still, my mind was not given on a presentation after that. So I was red as fuck, half naked, tilted on the ground, and gave this stupid presentation. Honestly, I don't remember what I said for most of it, I was done. Nobody saw anything, but my face was pretty sure nobody could tell me, and blah blah blah, how I felt. And if that sounds like most of my confessions are me doing embarrassing shit, that's because I'm a professional at doing dumb embarrassing shit to myself, fully trained and certified. Mm, I don't know how sexy that was, but um, I applaud this person for uh, taking that initiative. Um, I think we should do that in more Zoom meetings. Spice things up a little bit, make them a bit more interesting. Um, okay, I'm going to finish this off now. Hopefully... You'll have been finished off by now. I'm having a big stretch. I apologise. Um, this has been fun. It's been a lot shorter than the, I maybe envisaged, but uh, I'll try and have a bit more content for you next time. And that, in large part, depends on you. So I would encourage you to reach out. Tell me what you'd like to hear. Um, tell me what words you'd like to hear me say. And uh, yeah, let's make something happen together. Okay, I'll see you again.